quite a while. Another goal for the Utah Valley Wolverines. That's his 15th save of the game. Max Sturgill. We've got a lot of fast-paced lacrosse. That's why the fans are coming to watch this game. The Wolverines in green have suddenly gone berserk. They're nuts, so. Shot! It's a time ball game, game! Can you believe it? Six unanswered. Oh my! Oh, 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 yeah. That was nuts. Good morning, Wolverine fans. It is game day. Opening day has finally arrived. We, uh, The boys are in Boise, Idaho to take on Boise State in this opening day. Uh, we've got Preston Burbage here with us. Preston, how are you doing today? Good. Glad to be here. Excited for the day. It's finally here. It feels like it has been a long time coming, long fall, long preseason. I know the boys have uh, been going at it for over a month. That's a long time. Uh, to to see the same color over and over again, so we're we're itching to get going here. Um, it looks like it's going to be possibly a cold, overcast day today in Boise with the wind blowing. So hopefully uh, we get some some good weather during the game. Uh, but uh, it looks like it might be chilly today. So our history with Boise here. I'm going to just kind of give everyone a little bit of breakdown here, and then I'll get your. We'll jump into some keys of the game. So. Uh, this is our uh, ninth game against Boise. The series uh, is five and three for us. We have won the last five in a row. Uh, although we're three and two in Boise, uh, our last meeting was a 1910 win here in Orem, which is also our largest victory uh, against Boise. And we're on the uh, longest winning streak uh, in the series, which is obviously five games. So let's jump into it here. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about uh, the keys of the game for you today. Yeah, so keys for me today are just getting back to the basics. Um, we talked a lot about this week of ground balls win games, amounts of possessions, shots on goal, and really just shot selection in the offense. Um, big things, kind of breaking those down a little bit, is we're trying to maximize our possession time by getting opportunities deeper in the shot clock. Um, and also by just taking advantage of those in the middle of the field ground balls or defensive end ground balls or offensive end ground balls. It's just kind of like in basketball, getting a rebound, you're just resetting your shot clock and going again. And I think that's going to be the key to our game today is I think we match up well with these guys, talent-wise, physicality, athletics. Uh, it's just who's going to play their game better. We have two different very style, two very different styles of game plans, and the winner and the victor is going to come out on top with whoever plays their style better. Agreed. I one of the things that I want to see out of the Wolverines today is I want to see the maturity of this team shine through. Um, we've got a lot of guys entering uh, into their upperclassmen years, juniors, seniors. Uh, their last couple of years with the team, a lot of guys with gaming, a lot of game experience underneath their belt. Um, and I want to see that maturity shine through uh, in the sense of, like you talked about, the, the contrasting styles of play. Uh, I watched Boise's uh, scrimmage against North uh, Northwestern Nazarene, and uh, they're a physical team, right? Like they're, they're looking to hit you. They're looking to 
be physical on the ground ball. And I think we can choose if we want to, like, we should still be physical. I, I, I don't want to say like, we don't want to be physical. That's not what I'm saying, but I want to see the maturity shine through of like, we're going to beat you with our style of play, right? Like if, if we get uh, hit late or we get hit physically on a ground ball, that we don't get the flag for like the retaliation, right? Like, well, we're going to match you hit for hit. And the second hit's always the one that gets called, right? Usually refs are doing a better job there, but I want to see the maturity of this team start to shine through and the leaders of this team really grab this team and say, Hey, we're going to show through by putting more points on the board because of the mistakes they make in the physicality that they play, right? They're going to draw penalties. We're going to have a lot. I think we're going to have several man up opportunities in this game. And how how many points can we put on the board due to the two contrasting styles of play? And and that's going to be based on the maturity of being able to play. Barnhill talked about it before the scrimmage against Westminster, right? Of uh, the next ninety, right? Like let's play our style of lacrosse. It's the next ninety or eighty, excuse me. Uh, you know the next, right? You make a mistake, something doesn't go our way. Next, that's the reset to get going into the next phase uh, of whatever's happening, right? Call doesn't go our way. We know the refs in, in Boise has historically not been awesome, right? But we can control what we can control. And if the call goes against us, rather than complaining about the call, we can jump into a ride or we can jump into whatever situation arises from those calls. So I really want to see the maturity shine through today. Agreed. And I think, you know, with maturity, it's just not allowing mistakes to compound. Um, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be missed calls, like you said, and there's going to be a lot of things that we're not as tight as we will be later in May, you know, when we're in playoffs, but really the team, the team that doesn't let those things compound are the guys who are going to come out on top in the end. And I think, you know, we're both on the same page there. It's just, look, the next play is the most important play. And a lot of times people focus on the last play and saying, Oh, this is what we did wrong. It's like, yeah, you might, you might be able to diagnose it down at the T, but if you can't forget it and move on, then you're lost. Yeah, it's wasted energy, right? Like we we'll we'll go over that in film, right? Your mistake will be pointed out and we'll correct it, but dwelling on it right now isn't going to solve any issue, right? Like don't let one goal, one mistake lead to one, two and then three goals when you can get over it real quick and and, and fix the problem in the moment and then we'll go back and, and evaluate it from there. So, uh what are some other keys to the game that uh, maybe you're thinking for today's matchup against Boise? Uh, middle of the field. I think, you know, we're one of the few teams in the country at our level who play this brand of lacrosse of, uh, you know, our Cowboys and our our defensive players being able to play both ways and play both ways confidently. So I think those guys are going to be the key to our game um, and really rolling into the focus area of our game. It's going to be the middle of the field transition game. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think between the lines, right, like, uh, is going to be important is what what decisions are made, how fast can we play between the lines, and right, and then what decisions can we make once the ball gets onto the offensive side of the field, right? Once we get it, you know, under the restraining line, what decisions are we making to maximize our looks um, and to take advantage of whatever uh, opportunities are there um, is going to be super important. And and like you said, the Cowboys and the LSMs. Uh, are going to be the ones leading leading that charge. Polls as well, backline polls uh, are going to get some opportunities, I think, to to get involved in the transition game and early offense. 
And it really comes down to decision-making, which we've worked on this week, right? Is my understanding, right? Like we've worked on the decision-making uh, in between the uh, lines. And, and once it gets into our underneath our restraining line and into our box area, like what decisions are we making from there? So, right. And in our scrimmages, that's really been the difference, you know, first half against Westminster, we did really well and made correct decisions, made them fast. And, you know, we played at a seven out of 10 type of decision-making speed where, if you need to turn the corner, you can, you have that option. But a lot of times we end up seeing a double coming and we can move the ball to the open guy and bing, bang, boom, we get a goal. Right. Your dodge, uh, going into your dodge, you should always be able to get out of your dodge before you're into a loss situation. Right. So, Correct. Um, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, this is the, the first, um, first game of 2024. I know guys are itching to get uh, up against another opponent. They've traveled. It's our first, uh, you know, it's our first true away game in the sense that we've left the state of Utah. We're in Idaho um, to open up a season. Now, what impact do you think that's going to have for the team uh, today? In this case, I think this it'll have a positive impact. Um, you know, a lot of times teams talk about away games being an issue, um, being a struggle. But, you know, the way I look at it is the first away game is always a good thing. You don't have anything to think about about lacrosse. You might have a little homework, a little, you know, whatever on the side, you know, relationships or family stuff, phone calls, but you can always disconnect. And for me, it's just far enough away to disconnect from, you know, a little bit of reality and get fully immersed into lacrosse, which is a huge deal when starting the season. So I, I really like it. I, I'm excited for it. I think it's a great trip to start off and kick off this season for these guys to get bonded and really just focused. I've always, as a coach, thought the most important uh, aspect to start a season is an away trip and a true away trip. Like we used to play Utah State away, but it was like you were sleeping in your own bed, right? Like uh, a true away game is what really connects a team. And the sooner that can happen, the better because the team gels, right? That's the first us versus the world moment for a team. Uh, and I think today is going to show that. And this weekend, I don't want to get too far ahead, right? But it's a double header. Like we play Washington in less than 24 hours. So, um, you know, this, how we approach Boise um, and the message we want to send today with how we play um, of like, look, last year uh, was great, but this year we're here to make another statement, right? And so I think today uh, is going to be a big part of that. Uh, we've already kind of talked about the Cowboys and LSMs kind of in transition, but what, position groups uh, are going to be important to today's game and, and what aspect do they need to focus on? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, hitting on transition again, I really think that's going to be the difference maker today. It's, it's, we can bend teams in six on six on both sides of the ball and we can really make them feel pressure there, but we're going to break them if we can run a transition correctly, because it's just, they don't practice and they don't look at it and they don't, they don't have the reps that we do in that game. So it becomes a foreign thing to them that they don't know the answer to. And it's a point of contention for them. They start to implode a little bit. So I think we can bend them in six on six, but we'll break them in the middle of the field. Yeah, I like that. And that's, I mean, we saw that last year too. And a lot of people don't realize like we spend over half our practice practicing transition, right? Like we spend a ton of time <laughs> focusing on transition and it seems chaotic um, if you watch it, but we have method to the madness in that. And today's going to be that very thing. And we saw it last year where, you know, the third, first and second quarters, they can keep up the third, they start to drop and by the fourth, we're putting up seven goals in the fourth quarter because they just, they're done. They're spent. They can't clear the ball anymore. 
Um, you know, they're turning the ball over and, and we're scoring instantly in the clear. We're riding it back. Um, they can't get the ball to their offensive unit. The offense hasn't seen it in, you know, six or seven minutes uh, after two or three goals. And it just gets really demoralizing as a team when you're just like we saw it in GCU is the example I would use last year, right? Where like the score was semi-close for most of the game. And then we just broke it open in the last, you know, 12 minutes because they just, they ran out of steam. They just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, That's even a better team. example too um, was Boston College. Yeah, we had ah, yeah, a absolutely. six or five goal deficit, and the only reason we were able to come back was because in the middle of the field they didn't. They we won a bunch of faceoffs. They couldn't clear the ball. We were riding the crap out of them, and we could clear efficiently. So I think you know you look at the most competitive game of the year was that one because of how we played. We came out on top. Exactly. And so I think today is what we need to see. We need to see something similar out of the guys and, and having that back to the maturity thing, um, the maturity to understand, like, don't get frustrated if the game is close in the second quarter, right? Things maybe aren't going exactly the way we want it to. Like it's a four quarter game. We practice for, you know, to, to have that four quarters and to really break teams in the last, you know, you know, last half of the last part of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. That's where we really look to break teams. Um, one of the things I think we need to focus on too, and it was our, our focus in part of the Westminster scrimmage, is the first eight minutes of each half are really important um, in setting the tone for the game. Um, I think that's really important. Sorry, I want to go back really quick though, and for my group to watch, um, I want to see a really dominant defensive performance. Um, I think I tend to give so much attention to the offensive unit because I was with that unit last year. I know the guys really well. Uh, I love those guys and I love the defensive guys too, but I want to give my shout out to this defensive unit. I think they're my key group to watch today um, is how efficient they can play as a team, how well they can play group defense, um, how well they can communicate through the situations that they're going to find and how well we can play on that end in the chaos, right? Like, because sometimes, especially I think in the opener, we're going to see uh, that we're going to give some opportunities to Boise in the transition game. And I want to see how well that unit can work through that, that end of the chaos. Um, and then how effectively they can clear the ball, right? Like um, I think that that is a big uh, focus for me for that group is how effectively our close polls can make decisions and, and our goalie in getting the ball into, you know, either the, the LSMs or the Cowboys or offensive committee's hands uh, to do their part of the transition. Right. And so um I just want to see really aggressive defense, right? Like not over aggressive, nothing crazy, uh, but just really sound. Like I just love watching good defense. Like when a defenseman is just all over a guy, fundamentally sound, sat down, on hands, and the offensive player just doesn't know what to do, and he's just giving up ground, right? And he ends up like outside of the box, like I don't know what to do with the ball. Somebody else take it. That's what I want to see out of this defensive group today is just a like – some badasses on that side of the field. Like go set a tone, go, go eat up some guys today and make them just really, really um, nervous to go against our defense. Like set a tone that like this defensive unit is big, bad, and scary. Cause we've got some big dudes on that side of the ball. I think our average pull height is like six, two average weights, like 195, 200 pounds. So that's my key group to watch uh, defensively or of the game is, is that defensive unit on the back end. Of the yeah. I also, I just to add on to that. There's going to be some new faces out there today because of some injuries recently. Uh, mm -hmm. Nate Dallas broke his thumb. So he was in the top four or five polls and now we're going to have to, they're going to rotate in some new faces there. And 
it'll be interesting to see how those guys mesh. And obviously, you know, our top three and four guys are really good. And, you know, even the guys below them are just as talented. It just is going to be a meshing moment to see who's ready and who's not. And I'm really excited to see that because I think there are guys waiting for their opportunity. And this could be it, you know. I mean, if you're a young guy and the sophomore above you gets hurt and we don't know his status, you know, it's a good time to step into that role and get some quality minutes for as much as you can. Absolutely. And and that unit, right, like the cowboy unit is really deep, right? And the poles really deep. Even the goalie group is really deep, right? Like, um, and, and so today, like, when Nate broke his thumb last week, it was, you know, sad, sad news because I was excited for Nate and we'll see how how soon he can come back. There's some questions on that as of how soon we get Nate back. But that defensive unit has really, uh, like you said, there's a lot of new faces too, right? Like I think uh, two of the three probable starters are going to be new down there this year, but not new to the team. You know, Jack is going to be new, but other guys with some positional changes, um, and some rotational guys like that. There's enough depth there and enough game experience there that, that should be a really mature unit. Um, and I want them to go set a tone. Uh, that's what I would love to see today is just it, when people talk about, uh, I think people see score lines and tend to focus on like, oh, look how many points they put up. But I would love it to be like, look how many points, like look how many, how few points teams are able to get against them. That's what I would love to see out of that defensive unit is to really take pride in a, in a low goals against average. So anything else on the defensive unit before we, we move on here? Uh, no, no, they're, they're well-prepared and coach Westcott, coach Packer have been really, really dialed in this year. And I, I love what they're doing. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, Packard or uh, coach Packer has been uh, great so far what coach Westcott has been great so far. So I think both those guys are going to have those units ready to go. And they're really mature. Like we talked about really mature cowboy unit. There's a lot of guys in that cowboy group uh, that have played that position for almost three years now. And so there should be some, some real big maturity coming in there. Um, let's just kind of run through, uh, maybe not, uh, uh, we each said our group to watch, but let's, let's just jump offensively and talk about uh, what we want to see offensively today uh, out of the Wolverines. Yeah, so for me, um, this season and this week has all been been all about finding the right uh, the right time, right timing. Um, in the fall and in the first part of spring, we were very. It was very obvious how talented we are mm-hmm. individually and how good of players we have. Now it's trying to mesh. It was trying. The challenge was trying to mesh them to create opportunities for everybody and make it easy, right? Um, mm-hmm. So our, our theme the last couple of weeks have been make the easy decision. It, has, it oftentimes is the right one. And I think, you know, that can be seen as a bad thing because sometimes you're like, oh, well, if it's too easy, like it's, you know, it's just going to be moving the ball around the outside. And it's like, no, these guys want to go pedal to the metal. And so we just have to make sure they're going pedal to the metal in the right times, right direction and all that stuff. So for me, it's make the easy decisions. Um, they will present themselves and you don't have to force an issue. So I think, you know, we make the easy, correct decisions and we're going to just walk out of this game. Yeah. I, and there's some new faces on this side of the ball too. They're going to see significant minutes today. Um, we haven't really talked specific players and, and we don't necessarily have to jump in and be like, this is the key player to the game. But I think for me, um, like Carter Budge, 
this is yep. his first college game, right? Like he he did really well against the scrimmage against Westminster. He got a half of play. He put up three points in that half. And really, he really only got like four or five runs in that game. Like he, he didn't get a ton of runs, significant minutes runs, right? Like he got a, some good runs and some good looks. Um, and so like Carter Budge is one for me. Uh, Ashton Matheny in a new position as well. Like um, he looked really good in the Westminster game. Um, and, and how well this unit can produce goals overall. I think one of the things that's becoming obvious to this group is that everyone benefits points-wise when everyone is willing to do the hard hard job, right? Like, I think guys recognize, like, oh, Nate Huntsman works really hard as an initiating dodger and does a ton of work to get the defense rotating, and I benefit on the backside of that by scoring easy goals, you know, against a short approach or a step down from, you know, eight yards away. Like I think guys recognize that we all eat when everyone's willing to work hard and do the dirty work on the front side of the ball. Right. And, and everybody eats. And um, so I think for that, for me, this unit too is right. These new guys, how, how well can you get the jitters out of your first college game? Um, and then really, I want to see this side of the ball, and I've thought about this for a while today. I want to see this ball, this side of the ball, have a little bit of swagger to them, right? Like yeah. a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, not not necessarily like a, a false sense of confidence, but like I just want them to just be like you talked about, high octane, a little bit of in your face, but not like to the detriment of the opponent, but just like good luck stopping us. We're all sick at everything that we do. And we're just there's six of us. Good luck stopping us. And and by the way, the three other middies coming in behind us can be just as effective. So good luck, right? Like we're going to be in your face all day long. I want to see that out of this unit. Yeah, and I think you know, in thinking about that quite a bit this week, it comes down to um, understanding what what we're doing, right? Like mm-hmm. there's going to be mistakes. Absolutely. You're not going to win every matchup every time you dodge, and you're not always going to make the right decision. But what you're talking about is the confidence that the next time it's going to work or the next time I'm going to do the right thing or I understand mm-hmm. what I did wrong and I'm a better player than that. I'm going to roll the next thing. And, you know, it's the next play mentality of like we have the talent, the skill, the understanding, all that's there. It's just the consistency. And yep. the, the swagger comes from understanding mistakes happen, especially every game. I mean, if there was no mistakes, that team would never lose. It just mm-hmm. It's just simple, right? So – you have to be okay with the mistakes and forget them. Really, I mean, you can't sit there and dwell on it in the moment, or else you're going to lose the next three moments. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I think this team and I, I loved it. I asked some players. I put a feeler out to players like, "Hey, tell me what what your strengths are." And half the offensive guys that got back to me, do you know what they quoted me as one of their strengths? No. Writing. Oh yeah, agreed. Pride in writing, right? Like Blake Yates was proud that he's like. We don't ask guys to tur- create turnovers in the in the clear or in the ride, but Blake Yates prides himself on creating a ton of turnovers in the ride, right? Like if we do make a mistake, our guys are working so hard. They're working their asses off to, to get that ball back, right? Like, okay, that next phase is the ride. And again, I don't want this to the guys to hear this and go like, oh, I need to go create turnovers in the ride. That, that's a product of riding the correct way, of putting effort into the ride, right? And, and all... 10 guys on the field, the ride and the clear are the two phases of the game that include all 10 guys, right? Like um, that's where all 10 guys are involved in doing the same thing and trying to accomplish the same thing. 
and riding hard is is a staple of what we want to be at UVU. And, and it showed in the Boston College game. It showed in a bunch of games last year. And I think our guys now take pride in that, right? We're like our returning point guy. One of the things that he says that he loves doing and is, is most effective at is riding, right? Like I love that. I loved hearing that out of Blake and a couple other guys too. So, um, I, I, yeah, that's part of the swagger too of like, even if we make a mistake, even if Boise, like you're able to get the ball on the turf and, and, and clear it, like good luck. Cause we're going to work our asses off to get the ball right back and try and generate points out of that too. So, yeah. And it just creates, it creates, a the feeling of a, you know, a deprivation tank where yep. there's no oxygen, there's no room to breathe. It's like, yeah, usually in the clear, people are going to drop back and just let you pass around for a little bit and find the right open guy. And then they're going to go get settled, get their subs. We don't allow that. That is not something that we're okay with. And so teams start to feel this suffocating sensation where they're like, I don't know how to breathe. I don't, I've never been in this altitude before. I don't know. And we, you know, we artificially make them think that there's more pressure than there is because they're putting it on themselves. And if we can do that consistently, there's no team that practices that. There's no team that has a game plan for that. So we will torch teams in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and you can tell when you've broken a team when it was, it happened in Boston College in, in the tournament last year where suddenly they just weren't able to clear the ball. Like they were start, they just made a ton of mistakes on their own because of the way we rode. Like, and you could tell by their body language, it's just frustrating, right? Like suddenly their backline poles can't connect on a, a simple overpass. Suddenly their goalies, you know, frustrated because the ball can't get out of his half of the field and he's trying to hit an, an attack, in, you know, 40 yards away and our poles are intercepting it or he's throwing the ball away, right? It's like, you can tell when we've broken a team in the ride because they just stop trying to clear the ball effectively, right? Like they get yeah. outside of their game plan and, and start to panic or they just get exhausted. And you could tell, like, I remember a Boston co uh, college kid last year, like walking, like in the end of the third quarter of their pole. And he was just like, I can't breathe. Like he, he was hunched over walking and you were like, done. Like we beat him. We got him. Like we knew yeah. it was from there. Uh, Agreed. So uh, really quick, uh, anything else that you think uh, today, like we're juiced for the 2024 season. It's it's our highest ranking coming into a season. It's a ranked opponent. It's a regional opponent. It's it's a pseudo rivalry, right? Like it's not a conference rivalry, but I know Boise, uh, we've been hearing through the grapevines that they treat us like a rival. And I think we view them as like a non uh, like a region or a non-conference regional rival for sure. Um, tell me like, what, what do you want? Like, give me your feeling for today uh, to kind of end it here. Yeah. I think just to close, I think we focus on the simplicity of the game, right? We say, look, how do we score points? We have more possessions, more shots, right? How do we keep them from scoring? We take away possessions. We keep them from, we allow them to make mistakes. We force them into bad decision-making areas, you know, and that's the ride six on six. I mean, double teaming, right? There's so many ways to do that, but I think we keep it simple. Um, we win the ground ball game. We win the possession game and we just are relentless in every phase of the game. And really it's just winning each moment. That's kind of was going to be my message to the team is just win the moment, whatever moment you're in, win that moment. And however that looks or feels will change. Sometimes it's just, keeping them from getting a successful uh, break. You know, if you're an offensive player and you have to break back, smoke in and play a little bit of defense, sometimes that's the winning the moment. Mm -hmm. You didn't take away the ball. You didn't make a turnover, but you kept them from having good opportunities. And I think that's going to be the staple to 
creating momentum and keeping momentum. Yep. Don't don't give them easy momentum plays or else they will build on it. Sure. And that goes for anyone we play. It's just the strangle that you talk about has to be momentum-based, and we can do that. That's my key. Absolutely. And to finish off, my, my opening comment is going to be my same closing comment of I want to see the maturity of this team. Maturity in your decision making, maturity in your effort, maturity in overcoming mistakes that you've like you've talked about, right? Like we're going to make mistakes today, no no doubt about it. We're going to turn the ball over in phases that we in ways that we don't want to, right? We're going to make this. There's going to be guys that make a decision that isn't going to be the right one that leads to a turnover or leads to a goal going the other way. The maturity is from a teammate standpoint and from a player standpoint is, hey man. I know you didn't mean to do it that way. We need you the rest of the game. Let's get into that next nine, next 80 and let's go win the next one because we're going to need you, right? And we got your back. I understand like, yeah, that that was a mistake, but guess what? We're here. Uh, you, you know, you've got 50 guys already to, to support you. Let's go out and win this together, right? Let's go out and show maturity in everything we do. And effort's never an issue with this team anymore, right? Like the effort, it, it, it's, it's a standard at UVU now that you play fast you play hard and, and you, you're relentless right and now it's the decision making to the maturity that goes along with that effort and that's what i want to sh- see shine through today right and um i think it's going to be a, a great day today right like it, it's it's 2024 uh, i don't want to i want to see the guys hyped and excited but i don't want to see the moment feel too big for them as far as you know that adrenaline dump that happens, right? The first like 10 minutes, the ball is just being turned over a bunch because everyone's hyped that they're finally playing another team. Uh, I want to see that last about 30 seconds and and start putting goals uh, in the back of the net as quickly as possible. And uh, so that's, that's, that's what I've got today. Like uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that the season's here. It's been a long time coming and it's fast and furious from here, right? Like five of our next six games are all against, currently ranked opponents and that's over the next course of the next three weeks right like two games this week two games next week and and two games the week after the or one game excuse me the week after that but uh like look this is a really important aspect of opening the season um in a in a dominating fashion and i would like to see a dominating performance from this uh this team yeah and just last thing for me to close i i think you know in years past we've drawn energy from exterior sources you know it's like we hate this team you know we have to beat them because they are saying this that the other to us now it just it seems and feels like we've kind of followed the higher law where it's like eh, it's not about anybody else it's about us and exactly i think that is the maturity that is showing mm-hmm. forth that you were talking about earlier um we can really break teams when they feel like they're not even part of the equation you know as soon as you start to say, you know, you're so bad or you did this, so we're going to kill you guys because you're bad at this, anything can happen, right? They could turn around and have five goals and then we're like, oh, maybe we're wrong about them. And mentally, it messes with you. But as soon as you say, we're just better at what we do, there's nothing they can do to change that. Yeah. And I think that's the mentality, maturity in our mentality. Exactly, yeah. Like how, how It's about how good we can play our brand of lacrosse at this point. And that's going to be the case week in and week out, right? Like, do we do a scouting report? Yes. But that scouting report really is just information based on a few things that we need to know, maybe about the way they clear, about a few players' tendencies. But very rarely is our scouting report more than half a page, right? Like, 
it, it really is our focus is how well can we play our brand of lacrosse? Because we know if we play our brand of lacrosse really well, we're going to beat the majority of teams every week, right? Like, uh, and, and it's all about how better, how much better we can get from ourselves, right? That's the true game. And that's the true uh, sportsman, right? Like that is competing against himself every day and every week is how much better can I be than I was yesterday, right? And how much better can we be as a, as a team than we were yesterday? And you get to go out and, and prove it against an opponent today uh, in Boise State. Um, I don't want the team to take Boise lightly. Um, we're not taking them lightly. We know that they, they've got some talented players, um, but this is all about what can the Wolverines do today? Right. How good can the Wolverines be today? And I'm excited to see what the boys do, because I've talked to some of the boys and I know they're on the same page. Right. Like, how good can we be today? Yep. First step to greatness starts on the first day of the first game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, Wolverine fans, I know some of you are, are driving up to Boise right now. Uh, some of you are already up here. Um, be loud. Be proud. Cheer for our guys. Right. Be, be passionate about Wolverine lacrosse and be passionate about the guys um, look, the refs up there are known not to be great, but, uh, let's cheer our guys on. Right. And, and let's get, let's get, uh, let's get a W today. Um, so that, that's it for the, uh, Wolverine pregame show, uh, for Boise state. Uh, we'll see you guys, uh, tomorrow for our pregame against the Huskies, uh, Washington and, uh, but, uh, go Wolverines and uh, we'll see you later today. Thanks. One, two, three, Valley.